Welcome to Sales is Not a Dirty Word, the show that proves if it's a fit, it's a fact. I'm your host, revolutionary sales coach, Alicia Barr, the creator of the Matchmaker Sales Method. If you're a done-for-you service provider who's ready to grow your profits and impact without pressure, pitching, or pretending to be someone else, then this is for you. Our guest today is with Deidre Shin. She's the co-founder of and CEO of Cap Show, the fastest way to repurpose and market your expert content. She's the creator of Content Dripping, author of Honey Trap Marketing, and host of the Grow My Podcast Show. She's a 2023 honoree of the 100 Women to Know in America. Let's go. Welcome to the big show. Sales is not a dirty word. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Alicia. Yes, I'm so happy to have you. And just so you guys know, listeners, um, I have known Deidre since about January and used Cap Show since about January. And it has helped significantly in growing my podcast audience um, and downloads and the results from it. So Deidre has a wonderful marketing mind in addition to this great software that she's created and a lot of experience with starting different companies. <laughs> um, and this one is is the most recent and is amazing. Um, so just to give you some background, because Deidre, there is something that you've learned in each of these businesses you've created that's made a difference in them being successful, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, for sure. Do you want me to go into what I've learned? Tell us. <laughs> Tell us what you found, because you've obviously tested it and dialed it in over quite a few yeah, yes. yeah. So I'll kind of, um, I'll also, I guess, lean on my journey a little bit as well uh, and try to bring it all together. But um, my first foray into entrepreneurship was a decade ago, literally 10 years ago. Uh, we opened a dessert bar called The Chalk Pot in Sydney, Australia. So my husband and I uh, at the time. And that was, oh my gosh, that was tough because, you know, you can just imagine like we're, you know, early 20s and we're like, okay, this is going to be amazing. It's, you know, we were naive, we were, you know, like starry-eyed about entrepreneurship and what it took. We were not ready, let's <laughs> just say, for what it actually takes to um, have a business succeed. And so we, we struggled for a long, long time, for quite a few months and, you know, it was a brick and mortar store so we were paying rent on top of mm. it so we were like deep in the red and not we did not know how to get out of this mm. um and i remember there was this particular moment uh there was this one night so we got it to the point after a few months of being able to take at least friday night off together so that was kind of like a date night <laughs> to, yeah kind of relax and um and spend some time with each other and that we had two people working in the store that night. We were at this sushi restaurant um, and, you know, having dinner. And then we get a call uh, from one of our team members that night. And he was like, I can't, I don't have time to explain right now, but you have to come in. You, like, we oh. need help. And we're like, what is going on? Like, has, I don't know, our oven blown up? Has, <laughs> like, have we, you know, like, lost power? We're, we're, like, freaking out. We don't know what is happening. And so, you know, I'm, I, like, we hop in the car and I'm driving and I'm, like, trying to, like, not speed but but go fast and not run red lights, but, <laughs> you know, all these things. And um, I actually pull up to the front of the store because I was going to drop Ash off first and then go find parking. And we're, like, what is happening? And I still remember actually to this day, uh, driving up and actually seeing this line out the door 
for <laughs> our little store. Uh, yeah, it was – we had – so we had this line. We had people, like, trying to move tables themselves to, like, fit themselves and their groups in. Our team members – that we had t- only two team members working on a Friday night. You can imagine that's just how not busy we were mm. up until that point. And they were, like, running around trying to, like, do all the things. They're trying to serve customers. They're taking orders. They're obviously making the desserts. It was, it was chaos. Oh, my God. Yeah, but it was like the first time that it felt like, uh, you know, it was like beautiful chaos, like that kind of chaos that's like, you know, when everyone's like, you're always in the future, they're like, oh, that would be a good problem to have. So, you, you know, it's like you put that, yeah, it was like that that moment where it was like all those times we were like, man, this would be such a good problem to have to be run off our feet. And then we're like in that moment of, oh my gosh, this is happening. Yeah. And when I think about like the things that I had done even into the lead up to that moment, it was things that I, you know, like I think a lot of us do this where we just throw out a lot of things and just be like, oh, like uh, we just need to make all these things. Something needs to stick, surely. <laughs> um, and that was kind of what we were doing at the time. We were just like, I didn't know how to market this thing. I didn't know what we had to do. And so we were just like doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, and when I kind of like look at what it was that we were doing, it fell into what I've now termed the traffic pyramid. So since then, you know, I've definitely honed in on what those aspects are and and I've tested a lot more iterations and in different businesses, as you said, to test the the different tiers of the traffic pyramid. But and literally every it, it all comes down to these four things that we've just done over and over and over again that have gotten the results of growth. So, um, yeah, so that's what I'm excited to share with your audience is the this traffic pyramid and what we've done. Yeah, I mean, it sounds really exciting. I was on the edge of my seat that entire story. <laughs> I'm glad that that was the ending. Um, so I think what would be really helpful first for context is what did you try? Because you were like, we're doing all these things and none of it worked. What did you try that was not working? Um, I wouldn't say that it didn't, It like none of it worked. I would say that none of it worked in isolation, in and of itself. Mm. Um, and, and also you know, a lot of it is a balance of time and money with results, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's really what, when when we say like none of it worked, you know, I put that in inverted commas, that's really what it comes down to. Like was the time that we put into it or the money that we put into it worth the, essentially the ROI, worth the the outcome? Mm -hmm. Um, And because if I, again, everything led to something, I firmly believe that. So even if I'm like, quote unquote, wasting time on something, I know that at the end of the day, I'm either going to learn something from it, um, either not do it or do something, do it differently, um, or I'm going to, it's going to work. Like that's kind of the, the, the only two things that can happen out of trying anything. <laughs> <laughs> like that's literally. And so for me, I was like, I, I don't think anything in isolation, um, sorry, what everything in isolation didn't feel like it was working at the time, but I think the the um, bringing it all together, that's actually what built the momentum to everything working. Does that make sense? It does. You're saying it was a compound effect. Um, yes. And I totally agree with you, but was there something that had happened before that night because it was such a pop? Yes, yes. So I think it was, it was genuinely the momentum. And basically what we had done was we had done three main things. 
One was that we <laughs> had discovered, we had a team member who was still in high school and she was like, oh, have you heard of this thing called Instagram? <laughs> so we had discovered social media. <laughs> Oh my God. I know. I feel like fossils. But at, at that time, like this is 10 years ago, you know, Instagram was just really, especially in Australia, hitting the scene. Um, it wasn't the behemoth it is now. Um, and so that was one thing. We had discovered social media and really started gaining um, a bit of like, started getting into a bit of a groove into how to leverage social media platforms. So that was one thing that we were doing. Um, the second thing was that we were actually, um, all of this content that we were creating and we were doing like blogging at the same time because back then it wasn't really actually influencers on social media. It was influencers that were bloggers, like food bloggers. Food yeah. Bloggers was really much more of a thing at that time. Mm. And so we started leaning into um, sort of that, that part of content creation, but not only content creation, but really figuring out how to actually make it work because putting content out, and I can talk about this, is like just the beginning. Like it's really frustrating, but con content for content's sake is actually not the thing that's going to get you any kind of growth. It's actually how you activate that content that's going to get you growth. So that was the, the second thing that I realized and that we started doing. None of these things, by the way, is gonna get you instant, like you can tell, right? Like anyone who tries to like put content out on social media and they're like, oh, but it didn't work. As because it's not going to work. <laughs> it takes time and it takes patience and it takes actual activation to do these things. So that's why I also say when you were like, oh, but it didn't, it's like they didn't work in isolation. But again, it is a compounding effect. It's, it's the long tail effect of marketing, unfortunately. You know, it's that, um, but the third thing that we did was we did started getting these food bloggers in. Food bloggers who were food bloggers, but also food bloggers who were um, – transitioning into becoming influencers on social media mm. um and so that was that then be, so that was the third thing that we started doing um we hadn't at that point really leaned into paid ads so that we just didn't have the budget or the money for that so we just really doubled down on these three things like how do we create content um and leverage the platforms that we're on in the right way and then how do we actually start leveraging other people's audiences as well to get the word out there Yes, that makes sense. And I was wondering, my, I had an inkling that it was somebody who had an audience who said something about you guys that kind of like started the pop. And then, you know, it can kind of spread from there. Yes. Um, but you had to do something, obviously, to catch the person with the audience's attention yeah. to do that. There's one thing I want to clarify. You were like, you have to activate it in the right way. What do you mean by the word activate? Like you have to share it in the right way or you have to have a way for them to engage with it? Yeah. Or Well, it really depends on the, the what you're creating content for, what the platform or the channel is, um, because activation actually looks very different depending on that. Mm. Uh, so, for example, uh, let's talk about um, blogging. Uh, you know, the the way to activate it is how do you actually leverage the SEO juice that we know that creating long form content on the internet can provide. Because a lot of times, you know, we we might just create content, we might just create a blog post and not actually activate it in the way that the machines, the the search engines actually need. It needs some things, <laughs> you know, from you in that activation to actually have it work for you. Right? Like so like things keywords. like keywords, you know, the um, rich media, backlinks, schema markups, metadata, like all these things that sound really scary, but they're, 
you know, they're actually not when you just like just pick at it. You know, you just go, look, I'm just going to learn what rich media is and means and and it actually becomes really simple and it's like then you stack on that and it's like okay now i'm gonna learn what to do with metadata and then now it's like okay cool i've got rich media down i've got metadata down let me now work out what the schema markup thing is so they're very technical terms but they actually aren't as scary as i think some of us (laughs) um think that they might be i had to figure that out anyway so that's like activating for search platforms right but then if you think about social media um the mistake that i did very early on was like if i just post things um, then it'll just happen, right? Like people yeah. will see it and, <laughs> and it's like, well, especially today now that, you know, we're 10 years removed from back then when that it was literally all you had to do when social media yeah. was still very a baby. Now it's not and it's very saturated. You can't rely on that as your marketing um, tactic. So you have to actually work out, well, what is it that social media platforms want you to be doing and how do you play into that? They want you to be social. They want you to create a community and to actually engage with that community. Uh, they want you to be a good steward of that their platform, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so if you can really play into that, which means that, um, and you do this really well, Alicia, is like creating content that isn't just about, hey, check out my new podcast episode or check out what it, this thing that I sell, like, yeah. No one really loves to see <laughs> those kind of posts. So no. how can you yeah, how can you create posts that create a conversation that actually shows more of you because that's you being social, right? Like again, if you can you know, in like a better word, like open your kimono <laughs> and show people who you are, you know, authentically, you know, what you do in your spare time, what the things that you're passionate about and what matters to you. Like that's actually what people want to be engaging with and connecting with you on. And that's actually how to use those platforms in the right way. And not only that, but how do you then, you know, free up time to actually engage back with people, not just on your content, but on their content. Because that, again, is actually being a a good steward of that platform. Um, And so I could go on and on. It it really depends on the the, the particular platform that you're on and focusing on in terms of what activation means and looks like. Well, I think it's helpful that um, it sounds like the activation that you should look at is whatever platform you're on once. Yeah. And that's that will be like the right strategy. So you got to feed yeah. feed the beast. They don't care about you. They care about them. Just like in yes. your marketing, you should post about other people and not yourself. And in yeah. sales, you should talk about other people and not yourself. So depending what marketing channel you're u- using, think about what the channel wants not what you want and find a way to make it match both of those. So you both win. Yeah. Yeah. So, and just to, just to add on to that, because I don't want to make this sound like, oh, this is how we're going to like beat the algorithm. I mean, there's a bit, there's some of that because you are playing into the algorithm, but at the end of the day, I mean, the somewhat neat thing is that these platforms are still at their core, they're building for people, they're building for humans. And they know this as well. Um, and so the more that you can actually make your your stuff, your content human, um, that's actually the first and almost the, the most important step to activation. Um, and so what that means is like, I talk about rich media for, for SEO purposes. Um, and it sounds very technical, like, oh, what's this rich media thing? Rich media really at the end of the day is like, how do you, if, if, I, if I would explain it, I would just say like, hey, let's have empathy for your audience, right? They don't want, no one wants to read a full page of text. Like you wouldn't want to read that. That's why I don't believe in transcripts being 
uh, you know, if we have podcasts, like just a, a page of transcript words, like that is not helpful for anyone. <laughs> if you As a description? Any- yeah, right. Like, oh, so I didn't know people that. did that. Yeah. Like, no, obviously you don't want to put the whole transcript as the description. Yeah, yeah. Because um, uh, when you think about it, it's like, okay, if you can just have empathy for your audience and be like, what will just make this engaging for them to read, want to read, valuable for them to read, just write that way and structure your, let's say it's a blog post, blog post in that way. Um, and what that means is things like, hey, let's break up these big blocks of text with images and with um, headings and with italicized quotes and with video, you know, like how do you make, how do you have empathy for your audience? And when you do that, that's actually you doing the rich media thing. You mm. know, like that's, that's a, that's a really funny thing. It's like, first and foremost, you just have to have empathy for your audience, regardless of what channel you're on. And that in itself will be a huge step in you actually quote unquote playing into the algorithm. That makes sense. So you're basically like, what would make me want to read this if I was a user looking for a dessert shop? Yeah. Basically. Um, So yeah, that makes total sense and is really helpful to just put yourself in the other person's shoes and what would make it make you want to look at it and share it and go to it. Um, Okay. So I'm glad that we have all that laid out now there's four things in addition to understanding the activation that you need to do regardless of the channel and then there's four channels kind of is it would you say or uh if we're talking about the traffic pyramid there's four tiers to the traffic pyramid so i've been through i went through three of them actually already so the first one let me go through it um so passive organic marketing is what I call the first tier. Now, this is where we're just creating content for content's sake in a way. Like we're we're doing this podcast episode. This is just the act of us creating this podcast content, right? And you can publish it and that's great and it's out there, but then it's like, well, I have to actually get people to listen to this thing. It's the same thing like when we're on social media, it's like we'll put out posts and it's like, oh, I have to actually get people to like find (laughs) this thing or we create a blog post. It's like, oh, I have to actually get people to, search for this to find this blog post right like we create content which sometimes makes us feel like we're doing something when at the end of the day we like we are we're creating content but we're kind of not we're not really moving our business forward um, because we have to then step into the second tier which is active organic marketing which is the stuff that i've been talking about how do you activate that content that you're creating to actually get the reach to get the traffic in that you want that content to be doing and then the third tier is leveraging other people's audiences so this is now where you you know to your point like one of the big things that we did do to get that pop of (laughs) of people coming that one night um and that started you know um, us actually being able to scale that business was because we had put in the work to reach out to food bloggers and to um influencers to actually start spreading the word now did it happen off the back of one no Mm -hmm. everything that and that's why i say again in isolation like just having one food blogger come in and, and write about it didn't really do anything but it is the compounding effect of people are like seeing this person talk about the chalkpot. They're seeing this other person talk about the chalkpot. They're seeing content from us coming out talking about, obviously, mentioning the chalkpot and what it is that we do. And they're like, oh, I keep hearing about this thing. I need to go check this place out. 
Um, that's what happens when you have all of these three tiers just working and it's not going to be the instant thing that we all want. There's no silver bullet to marketing, unfortunately, um, but it is going to happen for you. The more that you just stick with it and you put into it, the more that it will put in, it, it will help you. Like it's, it's guaranteed to. Um, and then when you have that humming, the great thing is that, you know, you've probably honed your message. You probably have started building a community and audience. Now you can actually scale through paid ads. And the reason why I put this at the top of the pyramid, because um, it does kind of work sequentially, is because I highly discourage anyone, because I've done this before, where I was like, I just spun up a business and I'm just going to go straight into running paid ads. And you will burn a lot of money. Mm. Mm -hmm. running paid ads when you don't know your message when you don't know your audience when you have you know no community um or anyone to like really help propel even that those because that's what happens on so on these ad platforms is like when you get people engaging with it in a positive way that's actually also what helps um these ads work to work so there's actually all this other when you're doing the, the bottom three tiers then scaling through paid ads actually becomes a lot um, I wouldn't say simple. I would say simpler um, to have work. For you. At least affordable, more affordable. Yeah. More affordable. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There is something that I hear you saying that I want to like clarify mm -hmm. that there needs to be a common message between these four tiers too. So like you can't be posting something different, a different message on each of them. And you have to see what message that people are responding to, obviously your chalk pot, I mean, you knew your chalk pot was delicious. You knew it. Yes. Just yes. people needed to taste this damn thing. It's like yes. someone who's like, I have an incredible website. How are people gonna ever visit it? <laughs> like, yeah. it doesn't matter if you don't have traffic. So um, you needed people to come for the chalk pot. So you were talking about the chalk pot in every instance that you could. Um, so I think that's something that people sometimes get wrong is that like they're talking about different stuff all the time. Do you see that? Oh, for sure. And it's, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like sometimes we, I fall into that trap as well. <laughs> it's easy when, you know, you have like literally it's a dessert. Our signature dessert is called the chalk pot. Like yeah. it's, it, it's pretty simple when you're like, okay, well, that's really all I can talk about. Whereas I know that in the online space, especially for coaches or agents, like there's so many things that we can do and so many different types of people, uh, depending on where they are in their journey, that we can help. Um, so it's hard sometimes to be really, really disciplined about what it is that we should be putting out there. And so that that's really where that content creation part and the, and the and especially the activating it, that's the, your testing ground. Um, and that's, what, again, why I put paid ads at the top is because you want to be testing ideally without having to pay for it. Um, I mean, you can pay to test, but, you know, ideally you want to be testing your messages without organically first, seeing what's actually landing, and then you scale that with putting money behind it. Um, so I know that there's, like, you know, hack, by the way. If you're, like... I don't know what my message is. Just reach out to Alicia. She's an absolute whiz at this. She will help you distill like literally in 30 minutes what it is that you do and, and who you do it for. So speak to Alicia about that. But like that's, you know, if that that is, I would say the first, sorry, the first two things. The first is your audience. The second is that message to the audience. If you can nail that, then the ads part of it becomes so much more, um, lucrative for you, for sure. Yeah. And I think something that could be important for people listening is like, 
you're not going to know that at first, you know, mm -hmm. and that's okay. <laughs> Just prepare yourself for an evolution. Um, and like those, the tweaking and adjusting, because it's just, you don't know at first who your audience is. You can guess. I've never really seen anyone nail it the first time. Have you? No, no, no way. No <laughs> yeah. way. I don't even think I've nailed it the 127th time. <laughs> I think you have. Uh, D3 does a great job of really describing her audience target and, and resonating with them, um, messages that speak to who they are at their core. And I actually just helped a client with this yesterday because she was like, I don't know who my audience is. And then I looked at her clients and they were people who did, she does social, puts personality in your social media. And they were people who were very formal on social media. Mm -hmm. They were people who didn't want to do trending dances and stuff. And they didn't like like that fake Instagram influencer life. Yes. And like, I don't think people think of those things when they think of their audience. And Deidre is very, you're so good at thinking of those little things that make someone say, oh, hell yes, that's me. That's me. Um, and it doesn't feel like you're talking to everyone. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah. That's good validation. Thank you. I mean, I'm also your audience. So I'm like, really, yes. <laughs> I am the sloth, Monty. Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, he wants to do the. He wants to sleep. He wants to eat. <laughs> and he wants to do things as effectively and yes. quickly as possible, yes. um, basically. So, okay, you guys. So to recap, the traffic pyramid, starting with your organic, well, your passive, passive. organic and that's where yeah. you're just playing, right? You're just yeah. seeing seeing what hits. Yeah, you're just putting content out there and you're you're like kind of going, "Good job. I've done I've done I've done my work for the day." And you're like and then you realize you actually haven't. That's <laughs> <laughs> but it's a necessary part of the work. It is. It is. Okay. Cuz that's what's going to get you like dialing in things yes. probably. Yeah. 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 And okay. and also because as um, expert entrepreneurs and that's you know when Alicia's like I, we know who we talk to that's who we talk to we talk to expert entrepreneurs so coaches consultants service providers they all each and every one of you have a message to share um, and that should be out there and content is the way for you to share it like that is literally the only way that you you can and need to share it so that's why this tier is so important for you to be doing you've got to be creating content Yes. And then you create activated content. Once you see something that's kind of hitting, then you then you start leveraging it, thinking very specifically about which platform you're on. Yeah. So this is where it's yeah, that's that's right. It's really about, hey, now I'm going to focus on one or two platforms. How do I activate? How do I make the content that I'm creating actually work for those platforms so they get the reach, they get the engagement, they get the, the followers, they get the whatever it is that you want from that platform. That's you're, you're achieving that. That's really that second tier activating your content. OK. And then the third one is partnering with complementary people. Mm -hmm. and sharing their audiences, which I know that people are like probably thinking, how the hell do I do that? Mm -hmm. How the hell do they do that, Deidre? I'm, I'm guessing they need to think about a benefit for the person that they're talking to. A hundred percent, yes. Yeah, so the way that I approach this um, is that it's all about giving first. Uh, I don't, I do, I mean, I do at the back of my, my, my mind think strategically about what it is that ideally I would like to get 
um, out of the relationship. But that's almost a secondary thing. My primary thing is like, hey, if this is a person that I want to build a relationship with, I'm going to approach it with like, how can I help first? How can I help support them? How can I, you know, help um, get them in front of my audience, let's say, or how do I find out actually what's important to them? And then what do I have in my power to do that I can help with that? Um, I always think about that first because I know that at the end of the day, if I can help, A, it makes me feel good just as a person. Um, But second, it's like all like that in itself, when you're digging those wells, like that will fill up um, 100% that will fill up and those people will want to give back to you. And, you know, there's like reasons why, you know, we're governed by this law of reciprocity. We don't like being Mm -hmm. in debt. We want to like, you know, there's all these things that happen as humans as to why that works. But at the end of the day, it's like, again, if I were to boil it down, you know, with your content, have empathy for your audience. And when you're trying to, when you're leveraging other people's audiences, just think about how it is that you can serve them first. Like that, if you can just operate with those two things, then I guarantee that traffic will come. Well, and really it's just empathy too, like empathy for the person you're trying to partner with. Like what would they, what would they like? And be like, oh my gosh, this is so great. What a great person. What can I do for you? Yes. Yeah. So like spotlights, um, interviews, backlinks, um, you know, free stuff. Although depending on how big the person is, that does not really work anymore. I'm sure if you're like, Hey, food blogger, do you want a free chalkbot? They're like, yeah, everybody wants to give me a free, whatever (laughs) dish. Like I don't, it's not special. Um, (laughs) but maybe like a free party for you and all of your friends. That'd be pretty Mm, cool. You know? So anyway, okay. And then you put dollars behind whatever is working is the fourth. Yes. You scale through paid ads for sure. That's okay, well, that makes a ton of sense. And I hope that you guys really got something out of this um, that helps you unify and streamline your message and strategy and makes it just a little bit more clear. So you're not like throwing spaghetti at the wall and a little more comfortable at the evolution of it. And if you want help with it, Deidre, I'm sure that part of the reason you created Show was like, oh my God, I have to create so many different types of content for every single thing. And it just makes you not want to do it. You, you know, for just a podcast episode, if you're really going to do it right, you're going to do a blog post, an email, a social post, a LinkedIn article, um, maybe like some quotables for the guest that they can yes. share. And it's yes. just like, oh my God, it's enough to make you say, never mind. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so basically, yeah, Capshow um, basically is what uh, our Capshowians is what we call our, our users. What they do is they upload their audio or video file um, into Capshow, and in under ten minutes, we create a whole bunch of assets for them, like their title, description, social media captions across all platforms, LinkedIn article, YouTube description, four types of blog posts. We do smart identification of sound bites and YouTube segments and quotes. Um, we have a short form script generator. It does. A a lot and the reason why is because exactly to that point where I was struggling in that bottom tier when I had my first podcast this was you know over three years ago I was like publishing and I was like recording and publishing and I was putting this content out there but it was not getting the the reach it was not getting downloads it was get, not getting the audience that I needed for it to actually help my business <laughs> and so that's when I that's when it really started to solidify for me how just doing that passive organic marketing, just putting content out there is not how 
you know, we're going to get any kind of traffic. We have to be able to activate it. We have to move into that second tier. And for something like a podcast um, or it could be um, a video, it could be a live stream, you know, there's actually more that you can do with that content. You can create more content and activate it on different channels. And that's really why we created Capture um, to help expert entrepreneurs who create audio or video long form content to be able to start to activate this core content for them. Um, so yeah, that's, I hope that made sense, but that's, that's it definitely does. Works. I mean, it's really nice that it's not, it's not just creating content for you. It's creating content with that activation element that DJ has been talking about. This is what YouTube wants. This is what a blog on a website wants. I mean, that's incredibly valuable. It takes a step out of it that, um, is really draining mentally yes. <laughs> when you're just, especially when it's, when it's like the fifth variation of content that you're creating for this you're like oh my god i can't even like think about how i'm supposed to do this differently for this platform so yes. you guys definitely check out cap show and that is a good stopping point for us we've reached the end of yet another episode of sales is not a dirty word thanks again to deidre for making an appearance as our guest today and deidre if um someone is interested in you or cap show how what should they do what should be their first yes. step? Yes, for sure. So if you want to know more about Capshow, um, and actually I have a free, um, it's called, it, go to freegift.capshow.com. If you're an ex expert entrepreneur who wants to actually access a free mini audio course, literally under 20 minutes, where I go into detail on how to get your content discovered and how to get your content visible. Um, so on search platforms and on social media. So I've got a free mini audio course. And with that as well, you get an extended free trial to Capshow as well. So that's at freegift.capshow.com. Um, and if you want to get in touch with me, I my primary um, platforms are Facebook and LinkedIn. So just come find me, uh, Deidre Shen on both of those. D-E-I-R-D-R-E-T-S-H-I-E-N. I know not the easiest name. Um, and yeah, I'd love to, <laughs> I'd love to connect. Okay, and definitely connect with our Deidre's delightful human. Um, I so appreciate you coming on the show. And you guys, this has been the Sales is Not a Dirty Word podcast where we show you how to convert up to 80% of your sales meetings without pressure, pitching, or pretending to be someone else. And if you're not sure what to improve in your sales strategy, but you know that you're not getting the results you want, please book a sales level up. Call with me. The link is in um, everywhere. Um, and it's 30 minutes and you'll be able to see if, I mean, immediately implement that and increase your results. And if you do, then it's a great sign that you would thrive with the matchmaker sales method. So thank you all so much for listening and we'll see you next time.